Hello and welcome to At The Crossroads with myself, Paddy Cummins. I'm your presenter of this fresh new podcast from Dublin, Ireland, and I'm delighted to have your company. For those of you who've tuned into my previous podcast and radio show on Dublin South FM, Music At The Crossroads, you would have been familiar with the simple format of the show. I brought your attention to many lesser-heard musicians and singers from the world of mostly Irish traditional music, and then to a lesser extent, Scotland and Cape Breton. Some of the shows had themes, others involved interviewees, but the vast majority were simply my own thoughts and feelings on a variety of music-related topics interspersed with a whole host of lesser-heard music and some anecdotes and historical points thrown in along the way. At the crossroads, it's going to be different, though it will carry some of the skeleton of the previous programme. For the start, I won't be airing on FM. I'm only airing on podcasts through online sources, Acast and Spotify. And the podcast is made fully by myself in my own living space for my own pleasure and hopefully for the pleasure of many listeners. The focus won't be as emphasised on just Irish traditional and Celtic music. Of course, as Irish traditional music and to a lesser extent old time and bluegrass music are my areas of expertise, there will be a higher percentage of this music represented. Not to mention the simple fact that my own music collection of what I deem to be interesting and worthy of airplay is mostly comprised of that material. However, as more of a disclaimer than anything else, I am opening up the palette to what one could loosely term roots, traditional, folk and or ancient music and then the genres that spin off from those roots. And by spin off, I relate to, for example, a subsidiary of a folk music. So if we look at the Appalachian mountain tradition, we can find a thread that runs right into the fiddle music of western swing in Texas and, by extension, the music that played in honky-tonks in the 1940s and 1950s in the United States. Similarly, in the same way that I might present some early blues music that was field-recorded primitively at the beginning of the 20th century, I may also discover a thread that links to a commercially recorded artist from, say, the 1950s, who may have been a little under the radar and considered in the genre of jazz, electric blues or country. Or I might even take a very well-known practitioner of any of the aforementioned genres and present some rare material from that musician, including those which weren't commercially released or which were recorded privately. Now, I don't want to get too into technicalities here, to be honest. Every show will have its theme, however loose, and will have some kind of consistency to it. It's not going to be a hodgepodge of everything and anything, but I just don't want people to expect that it's going to be every week full Irish traditional music. Although I will assure you that, as I already said, the vast majority of the material that not only will be presented, but that I have to present is still within the genres of Irish traditional music and, to a lesser extent, old time and bluegrass. Continuing on from the previous point, the idea behind this format is that you won't easily find the music, whichever the genre, on usual online sources such as Spotify or YouTube. Now, it is entirely possible that you'll find them somewhere in the depths of the internet, or perhaps even on the surface of the internet, and they just escape my own eye. And so be it. All the better for having them been given more ears to attend to. But... My aim is to, if not make you excited with the thrill of a new uncovered gem that you haven't heard before, then at least make you scratch your head at some unusual moment in musical history that I'm presenting to you, or even just to appreciate it. I want to look also into the general history of every piece that I present, and while not every single piece of research is going to be extensive, I'm not going to be entirely ignorant on whatever I choose to present. And particularly with respect to illegally uploaded albums, say, to YouTube and other sources, remember that it's entirely possible that at any time they could be taken down. So, from that point of view, even if something exists on YouTube for now and I'm presenting it on the show, I'll justify presenting them for that reason. Not entirely unlike the previous show, I'm going to be conducting interviews again at certain points throughout the running of the podcast. However, unlike music at the crossroads... The interviewees are not going to be limited to simply musicians, let alone Irish traditional musicians. Now, there will be, obviously, musicians interviewed about their music and about their style and coming onto the podcast to play. And, you know, that goes without saying. I kind of think that's obvious, in fact. Um, So don't worry uh, if you think that I'm throwing that idea out the door. I'm not. But I am very excited at the prospect of giving airtime to people who simply have something interesting to offer in general, whether that be some story of their life, particularly in regard to older people. 
who may just tell us about uh, older anecdotes about uh, living in a particular area or whatnot, uh, or a specified in area of intense interests or of knowledge that they have. Or indeed, if it's just a hearty barrel of laughs, that's worth airing and for people to hear. Uh, in this regard, I'm actually always accepting suggestions with regard to who you might consider worth putting on the airwaves or any music that you might consider uh, worthy of putting on the airwaves. So uh, don't hesitate to email me if you feel like it at patrickcumminsmusic at gmail.com. That's as simple as it is if you have any suggestions or even if you just want to tell me what you think of the podcast. And speaking of patrickcumminsmusic at gmail.com, I better explain who I am in case you're wondering. So my name is Patrick Cummins. Uh, though most people would refer to me as Paddy, and to a slightly lesser extent, Pato. P-A-A-H-T-O, for those wondering. For the purposes of the podcast, I'm going to refer to myself as Paddy because, well, it's just handy. Because the only people who refer to me are Pat- as Patrick are the ones who are writing me letters requesting money that generally I don't have. And uh, Pato, well... That's a name I use on stage in certain situations, and it's a nickname that I have amongst a group of friends, uh, which is totally fine and appropriate to use, but Paddy is simpler and keeps our Finnish friends uh, from the confusion of wondering why I have a nickname that, in their language, spells toast. I'm from Drimna in uh, the south of Dublin City, and uh, I'm a professional musician myself, and I play in three bands. They are Skipper's Alley. It's a five-piece traditional Irish band where I'm playing mostly tenor banjo. Mules and Men, which is a progressive bluegrass band where I play mandolin. And Otwack, or Once There Was a King, which is a traditional Irish influence band, but we're a bit more experimental in the way we approach the music, where I play, again, mostly tenor banjo, but also some mandolin. I've two albums with Skipper's Alley, our self-titled debut album from 2014, and... uh, a second album that was released at the beginning of 2020 called The Owl Fip. With the other two bands, we have an album each in the pipeline which aren't released yet, but, you know, watch this space. And uh, I'm also uh, sometimes involved with other projects as a session musician or guest musician, uh, including musicians such as Stephen Leeson, Antonio Bresky, and uh, the Blue Light Smugglers album as well. Okay. Enough shameless self-promotion and an introduction of myself. Let's get on with the first show. So, as I said earlier on, each show is going to have a theme. Now, I don't mean a specific interesting theme. The theme, for example, could be just, this is the music I'm going to use for this show, this genre of music, or whatever. And in this case, I'm just going to dust off the cobwebs because I haven't done a podcast slash radio show since the end of Music at the Crossroads, which was at the end of 2018. So it's been over a year. It's been a year and a half, in fact, uh, since I was last on the airwaves. And uh, I just want to kind of get back into the swing of things. So today, we're just going to present a show on Irish traditional music, pretty much in the exact same format as the Music at the Crossroads program from 2018. And it's just going to be from my own personal collection of both commercially released, but not easily found freely online and also not commercially released recordings, uh, in other words, private recordings or, uh, in some cases, radio recordings. And uh, you heard the first track already. Kicking us off this week was a track from Bobby Gardner, the Clare accordion and melodion player from an album that he released titled The Clare Shout. He played as a reel called Forget Me Not, and that's a composition of Larry Redigan. Next up, Another piece of instrumental Irish traditional music, this time from Galway fiddler Breda Kevill and two jigs, Pam Sunday and on Bohreen Cam. <laughs> Thank you. 
wasn't that just gorgeous? A selection of jigs there from Breda Kevil, played entirely solo on the fiddle. And a good proportion of that album, called The Hop Down, is just that solo fiddle with no accompaniment, though several of the many tracks do feature guest musicians, including her sister Claire on concertina and uh, guitar player Terence O'Reilly. And I must say, Terence's playing is wonderfully suited to that understated East Galway fiddle playing that Brida has, and uh, I'll play one such track later on in the show. But uh, I must say, hearing the pure solo instrument is definitely my favourite part of the album. That doesn't take away from the guests that she has, but it's something that I think about on occasion. You know, over the past 100 years or so of recorded Irish music, there has been a limited amount of pure solo albums. In other words, albums that feature just the lead melody player with no accompaniment for the entire album. And even the Hop Down by Brita Kevill, as I mentioned, does have accompanying musicians on it. So that doesn't even cross the line in that sense. Um, it's very, very difficult to find it, especially if you take the Illin Pipes out of the equation, because there are a reasonable amount of Illin Pipe albums that don't have uh, accompaniment on them. And dare I say that, particularly in relation to traditional styles of Illin Piping, it doesn't really lend itself well to, say, accompaniment by a, a, a piano or a fiddle, or sorry, a piano, a guitar, or a, or a bazooki, or, or what have you. Um, and, and, you know, this isn't just a recent thing. From the very earliest recordings of Irish music, there was piano backing quite often at a very low level of musicality. And uh, I often wonder what other people think about the idea of recording an album without any guest musicians and without any accompaniment. Do you prefer them? Here's one for you. Do you think it's a higher accolade as a musician to put out a pure solo record? Now, I'm not saying that it is, but I would say that I do find that those who don't utilise accompaniment don't have that safety net in a way to fall back on, but rhythmically and harmonically. And I think you're, you know, that being more exposed as a musician definitely uh, means you need to be more on your on your guard. And I even remember hearing an interview with Paddy Cronin. Uh, the, maybe you've heard it yourselves, uh, where he was interviewed by Michal O'Sullivan for uh, uh, at least an hour. It's it's available on YouTube. And uh, you know, he at one point he, he tries to play a quite a complicated hornpipe, the the Galway Bay hornpipe. And I remember he said himself after kind of failing to really get it under his fingers on a couple of attempts, he, he sort of said, oh, if I had an accompaniment with me, it'd, I'd, I'd, I'd get it, you know? Uh, which, I, which I thought was, was, was quite a, almost a humble sort of attitude to have, uh, but uh, also uh, quite an interesting uh, kind of aspect to think about. Uh, incidentally, he recorded that tune, possibly on the album Rankish Paddy, um, and... It, it featured accompaniment and, you know, he played it absolutely fantastically. Well, anyway, that leads me nicely into our next track. Uh, uh, another fiddle player and another East Galway fiddle player, uh, born in 1911 in Ballinakil, East Galway. Uh, fiddle player Lucy Farr lived most of her life in London. And she grew up in the presence of the famous Ballinakil Cayley Band and was particularly fr- friendly with the members Stephen Maloney and Tommy Whelan. And uh, upon moving to London, she became heavily involved with forming the active Irish traditional music scene there. Uh, other musicians to grace London City at that time would have been Bobby Casey, Finbar Dwyer, Brendan Mulcair, Raymond Rowland, Marcin Burns, Danny Meehan. The list extends way beyond that little taster. Um, but that's just a, a, a few that come to mind. Lucy did record one commercial album which was released as a tape cassette around 1990-1991 or something like that and it was titled Heart and Home and it featured an interesting selection of tunes including many of them played solo on the fiddle without anybody else and much like Breda Kevill many years later she epitomised that lonesome quality so often associated with the style of East Galway. I've just selected the opening track on the cassette a version of the traditional reel within a mile of Dublin and worth noting is... How she plays the A part, she exclusively uses the F natural note, which is, to my ear, just slightly sharp. And uh, it harks back to that lonesome microtonal kind of quality that today is often overlooked, really, in the pursuit of that equal temperament perfection. And uh, for better or for worse, I know what I prefer. Thank you. 
Lucy Farr and Within a Mile of Dublin. Now, I mentioned London and how it housed an incredible number of Irish emigrant, music, emigrant musicians during the you know middle to late part of the last century. And if you want to get an idea of who was throwing the shapes around the music scene at the time, I suggest you check out three excellent compilation recordings that captured the era. Uh, Paddy and the Smoke is one. And then there's two other ones which are actually a, a double CD set of the same compula- compilation. Uh, the first called It Was Great Altogether and the second one called It Was Mighty. And uh, they're all available on Spotify and you'll really hear a, a, a fantastic uh, span of different types of musicians who played in London uh, in, the Irish in the Irish traditional music scene. And... Uh, Two other musicians who were central to that scene were banjo player Liam Farrell and box player Joe Whelan. Now, although the heyday of London music was many decades before, as in the first wave of Irish emigrant musicians was many decades before, by 2002, Liam and Joe were looked upon as, I suppose, elder statesmen of the of the city's Irish music scene. And uh, it was with great reception that they recorded a duet album at that time called They Sailed Away From Dublin Bay. The album also featured another one of London's prominent figures, not just in the accompanying of the music, but also for his knowledge and extensive collection of private recordings. That's Reg Hall. And Reg played piano on all the tracks and uh, featured as a guest on some of the tracks was James Carty, the flute player and father of the highly regarded fiddle and banjo player John Carty. Now, the track I've selected here from the album to play is one which gives the album its title. Two waltzes that are based on the airs to songs. They sailed away from Dublin Bay. And the second one is On Colleen Jass Crutinamo, or The Pretty Girl Milking Her Cow. Thank you. 
Well, we've established quite well in the last two examples that there was a strong presence of solid Irish traditional music in London during the 20th century. Of course, it's probably even less a surprise that the USA was responsible for at least an equal amount of inspiring music. And it was even more responsible for getting that inspiring music onto the wax cylinders and 78 RPM discs during the early part of the century. There's been a long history of Irish immigration to the United States, long before the dawn of the recording era, and this trend continued in significant proportions until around the 1980s or 1990s when Ireland's economy started to see its high point in the form of the Celtic Tiger. One such musician to go westward over the sea was Limerick man Martin Mulvihill, who settled in New York after many years firstly in England. There he soon garnered a reputation as a fiddle teacher and taught such promising young students as Eileen Ivers, Mary Rafferty and Willie Kelly. A close contemporary of his was fellow Limerick native and US emigrant Mick Maloney. Martin recorded the album Traditional Fiddle Playing from County Limerick in 1978 and Mick Maloney featured on guitar accompaniment. Martin wrote several tunes in his lifetime and this selection reels displays some of his quality compositions, The Pride of My Van and The Cross at the wood. and a selection of his own reels. Well, we've not had a song yet, and although instrumental music will be represented a little heavier when the shows centre around Irish music or even Celtic music, not so with bluegrass, for example, where songs make up a more significant part of the repertoire, but I'll always endeavour to share songs too from a variety of sources and styles. First up on this show is Sligo man Colm O'Donnell. Not just a singer, he's also a fine flute player, and we'll get a flute track out of him shortly, but for now we'll take his rendition of Erin Craw McCree from his 1999 solo album Farewell to Evening Dances, featuring Brian McGrath on keyboards and Shane McGowan on the guitar. At the parting of the sun When my daily work was done I rambled down the seashore for a walk And I been all alone I sat down upon the stone 
Portuguese on the scenes of New York. Oh, the Negro Creek, you're the only land for me. You're the fairest that my eyes didn't behold. You're the bright star of the west. You're the land Saint Patrick blessed. You're that dear little isle so far away. It broke my mother's heart. The day that I did part, will I ever see my dear folks anymore? Not until my bones are laid in this cold and silent grave, in the dear little isle so far away. And the snowflakes falling on a winter's day When St. Patrick's Day it comes And the shamrocks will be born In the dear little isle so far away Oh, the Nairn You're the only land for me You're the fairest that my eyes did behold You're the bright star of the west You're the Lansing Patrick blessed You're the dear little isle so far away just a fine singer but also a great flute player i'm going to continue on with a selection of reels that opens the album now he has a brother seamus o'donnell famous for playing saxophone and flute with at the racket and although to my ear their vocal quality is quite similar both in terms of uh, accent and in terms of style their flute playing is quite a little uh, quite a bit different and of course, Sligo is a huge flute-playing country, but generally has a, a percussive style of flute-playing and quite rhythmic and energetic, whereas Colum's playing is a, a little bit more subdued, more legato, more, I suppose, a little bit more relaxed. He's going to play here a selection of reels that he composed. Uh, the first, The Road to Mona Lee, is a much-loved tune today amongst the Irish traditional music community. And the second, while it's not as popular, is just a fabulous example of how one could still be very creative and musical with their tune writing, even if limited to the often explored key of G major. An incredible tune. It's called Up Spin Keen, and again features on piano Brian McGrath. Thank you. 
what a selection of tunes. Great stuff. Now, I did mention that I delve into non-commercial recordings as well, and I'll give you an example of that next. This comes from a recording done for radio by banjo player Kunal O'Hirnon for the late Eddie Mungi's show, Bohara Tileva, on Dublin City's Anna Livia back in 2007. Eddie hosted a weekly show and featured many of his own privately made recordings of both sessions and of musicians he asked personally to play on the show. And he was a regular at the sessions at the Cultus Kiltori Erin headquarters in Monkstown, of which I used to attend every Friday night as a teenager and as a member of the Cultus branch Crave Coolen. In 2007, the Crave Coolen branch took a trip to the Iron Islands and it was here that Eddie found the 12-year-old Colonel O'Hearnon and his older brother Oshin, 16 at the time, and got them to record several tracks for his show. I received a CD copy of this as well as other bits from the weekend, which included Sonny Cullum Larry, Victor Alexander, PJ Hernan, and many others. Now, it must be said that for such a young musician, Connell had a lovely bounce and clarity in his style. And here he plays two jigs that he composed himself, the Renmore jig and Philomena's Fancy. featured Cunnell in tandem with his older brother Ushin who played the accordion in very much in the Joe Bork mould and here's an example of their very mature way of playing on two of Paddy Fahey's reels and it's worth noting that not long after these recordings were made Ushin and Cunnell recorded a commercial album called O Gluen Gugluen uh, Up and Coming and uh, that was released in I believe 2008. <laughs> Thank you. 
1920s, the emigrant musicians who resided in New York City were opportune enough to get themselves into recording studios and lay down their tracks. One such was John Griffin, who worked as a bus driver and was originally from Balladrine, County Roscommon. Referred to often as the Fifth Avenue Busman, his forte was comic songs, which he interspersed with his pulsy flute playing and very technical style of lilting. Now, I've been a huge fan of his music for many years and have Alan Morris Rowe to thank for a handful of recordings that he gave me recently of John Griffin, which had, to my knowledge and to his knowledge as well, not been released on any CD compilations. And speaking of Alan Morris Rowe, I do hope to get Alan in for interview at some point. It would be well worth hearing his story and the uh, about the uh, incredible array of original vinyl recordings that he have and just the absolute knowledge that he has of the recording industry in America at the time. But for now, let's have a listen to John Griffin and his little ditty, The Lass from Mullingar, which is based around a tune, a reel, more commonly known in tune circles these days as the Old Torn Petticoat. What an ending. I love that little idiosyncratic stuff that you find on some of those 78s. You know, it seems to have, you know, been a real feature of a lot of old recordings when I suppose you couldn't just do something, make a mistake and do it again ad infinitum. Uh, It's fantastic. It's really great to hear that sort of uh, humanity in the music. I miss that, you know. Now, on to far out west and to an accordion player who is perhaps better known for his activism and, in particular, his standing up to the capitalist machine when he went to jail over protesting the Shell-to-Sea pipeline off the coast of Rossport in County Mayo. Along with four others, the group became known as the Rossport Five and stood up to guard aggression in the early part of the noughties. But 
for what all his activism is worth, I'm here to share with you not so much his box playing, which in and of itself is as hardy as any of the bigger names out there, but his compositions. This album, O'Hartler McCree, also titled Spring in the Air, I can't decide which is the actual official album title as both are written on the uh, front of the CD, but it features 28 tracks of tunes composed by him. Most of the tracks have two tunes in the set, so give or take a handful, we have about 50 compositions on this record. And my God, are they good. Personally myself, I rate them as high as most of the more well-known composers over the years. Granted, the likes of Paddy Fahey and Finbar Dwyer, for example, are composers in the mould of, of creating unmistakable tunes, if you catch my drift. They have twists and turns that are quintessentially their own and justifiably are held in such high reverence. While Vincent's tunes are simpler and in many senses more traditional in nature, the sheer brilliance of melody writing is to be very much commended, especially when in the vast majority of the cases, if not all, they deviate comfortably from paralleling with any other traditional tunes they could potentially be linked with. Here's two examples, a set of reels, Paddy Reynolds and a flash of Coleman. I was curious to see if anyone else had unearthed his tunes, and to my disappointment, I didn't find much. Kevin Burke recorded some of his jigs on an album titled Celtic Fiddle Festival, but that was the extent of what I could find. Maybe some of you can shed light on other whereabouts of his tunes. (laughs) Or if you can't, go and learn them yourself. (laughs) Here's another selection of his, the first of which is on that Kevin Burke. uh, It's not a Kevin Burke album, in fact. He's involved with a couple of different fiddle players, uh, but he played Maureen's Fancy which is the first tune in this set, and the second tune then is called Tommy Letty's Jig. Thank you. 
gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And that just about brings us up to time on the first podcast of At The Crossroads. Thank you so much for being with me. Now, before I sign off, I'd like to make a note to you all that I don't want this to simply be a case of me presenting one hour of music that I think everybody should hear and then talk about it. No, I want you to be part of this podcast. Although it's not essential to be a musician to enjoy the podcast by any means, a love of music, and particularly of music in the sphere mentioned at the beginning of the show, says to me that you yourself have something to offer. Maybe you run a festival, an event, a session, or a jam. I'll publicise it gladly. Or better still, come on and talk about it. Now, obviously, at the time of recording, we're currently restricted by the COVID-19 crisis and the regulations and restrictions around it. And it might take some time before I can bring interviews to light. But rest assured, once we get the green light, it's all systems go. Do you play? Send me some of your music that's not commercially or at least easily available. Do you have a collection of interesting material? Send it to me for broadcast, please. (laughs) Do you have something to say? A story or an anecdote, perhaps? Tell me what it is, and if it's worth hearing, I'll give you the microphone. Do you have an opinion on something that I said? Challenge me. Is the podcast crap? Great. Tell me how to improve it. Are you enjoying it? I'd be happy to hear from you. Patrick Cummins music at gmail.com. Patrick C U M M I N S music at gmail.com. It's your one stop location for getting in touch, whatever your reasons. I want this to serve the community of like minded musicians and music lovers who listen, and I'm all ears. Finally, I love podcasting. I love doing this kind of work. I don't get paid for it. I don't need to because it's something I genuinely love doing. And to be honest, takes up more time than perhaps it should, given that I've more pressing commitments to attend to constantly. That said, if you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoy presenting it, then please, please, please spread the word to others. There's nothing more I like than to have people share my excitement in the material I produce. I don't use social media, so my reach is very limited, except through my band's pages on Facebook, of which I personally can't manage. I don't have Patreon, and I'm not asking for a monetary donation. The best way to pay me for anything you've gained from listening to my rambles is to simply tell anyone you know, or text them the podcast links. Right, I'll leave you as we begun with some East Galway fiddle music from Breed Kevil. This time with Terence O'Reilly adding some lovely colour on the guitar, a selection reels, the West Wind, and for the sake of... Of old decency. Until the next time, at the crossroads, look after yourself.